This is Daisen Shui X, the podcast, episode 69 for the week of March 18th, 2007. Welcome to Daisen Shui X, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Daisen Shui X. That is correct. We cover anything and... Everything. Everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening. And one, two, three. A, a little, little bit, bit of, of entertaining. entertaining. Hells yeah. Wow, stereo. <laughs> What's going on, folks? It's snowing, but we're inside. It's, and guess what? There's three of us. There's, it's yes. hella crazy outside, but we got three hella crazy people on the insides. I am Mike the Bree. Perhaps you know me as Vegito EX. Oh, EX. And let me turn around so I can say it properly. Here we go. And to my less than proverbial right, we have... Mary. What up, the Mary? Hey there. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing pretty darn snazzy this evening. This evening you had a grilled cheese with, with a bacon. little bit of bacon, bacon which bacon, you bacon, took bacon. out and gave to Julie. <laughs> it was too much bacon for one girl to handle. Bacon, 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 bacon. And bacon. now truly to my less than proverbial right, because I am turned around again, Julian. Yo. You are here at our humble abode of programming. That's right. I'm in you guys' house in New Jersey. Yes. You were singing this evening? I was indeed. I should explain that my college has a choir tour the first week of spring break because we have a two-week spring break. And so the college choir goes around to places and sings. Every four years, it's in Europe, but that was two years ago. So this year, we're just going kind of down the East Coast. (laughs) So instead of Europe and you're in New Jersey. (laughs) A tough break. (laughs) Same difference. And you got us with a nice winter storm. But, I mean, there was nice weather early in the week. I was in Charleston. And, and it was nice, and it was the first time I ever heard the term war of northern aggression used in all seriousness. <laughs> um, and then it was a really nice day at first when we had a free day in D.C., but then it kind of turned nasty towards the end, and it's been bad ever since. Aww. Really tough time getting into New Jersey. Yes. Uh, like going 10 miles an hour on the Delaware Turnpike kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. But you're here. I am. Make and a good safe. evening. Ooh, excuse me. And you're already burping. <laughs> and this evening you had rice crispy French toast. That I did. On and the recommendation of the waiter. It was interesting, but not bad. Our fruity waiter, but he was still awesome. He was very nice. <laughs> I gave Shut him up. a $5 tip because I liked him in a purely um, <laughs> waiter and servee kind of way. Exactly. For sure. And I had chocolate chip pancakes because that's how... That's how Mike rolls. That's how I roll. That's exactly where I was going. You apparently <laughs> rolled the same way I did. Wow. So we all had yeah. breakfasts for dinner, basically. <laughs> well... And it wasn't even IHOP. Mary didn't really have breakfast. No. But I guess both bread and lunch. cheese are kind of It was a lunch. Very much not a dinner item. Well, we are here. We are all together. We're going to record an episode. This evening, Mary and I have actually already recorded the topic part of the episode. <gasps> I'm sorry. Mike. But I, I, I edited ahead of time and I put in the samples and everything. Oh, okay. So it took work. So that's all done. So with Julian uh, here with us this evening, we're going to do our stuff. We're going to do our news. We'll do our releases. We'll do our emails. And that's a podcast episode, plus the topic in the middle there. Yep. And can't forget the cats meowing from the bedroom. Yeah, well, screw them. They're locked away. 
<laughs> so a right. uh, couple things of stuff before we get into the news and all the uh, – uh, uh, um, who wants to do stuff? Um, well, you kind of have some decent stuff. Yes. I, I, oh, oh, first thing of stuff. Totally not Dragon Ball related. <laughs> no, but you do have Dragon Ball related. Well, That's I know, what I thought but, you were but saying. But this isn't Dragon Ball related. Hands are up in the air. I am ecstatic for the world is truly at peace now because I got Firefox installed at work. That's okay. it? After two years of being there, I finally got Firefox installed on my fucking computer. Well, when I, I mean you're designing websites, isn't it a good thing I to know. have a browser to compare to that actually follows the standards? I'm well, shocked that's, you haven't done that sooner. That's not the majority of what I do, though. Okay. In fact, it's very little of what I do. Oh, that's sad. No, it's not. It's not. No. Hey, as long as you're happy but and th- making that's money. That's all I wanted to say because okay. now I have you know my tabs and my toolbar. And I'm really confused because when I see Firefox, I expect the top left button to say DizeyX Admin and take me to the forum. And it <laughs> now we know how your setup goes. It doesn't at work. <laughs> Today's episode of X is brought to you by Firefox. <laughs> the All free right. web browser alternative to bad, bad, bad Internet Explorer. That, that's it for my random stuff. Dragon Ball stuff. <laughs> Can oh, you wait, say... Oh, wait, wait, wait. I don't Aww, have... I got I one more thing say. of non-Dragon Ball stuff. But it's related to the podcast. Miraculous things happen when I say I want things. It's like, I want a million bucks. Hmm, Go. No, it doesn't work that way. Damn it. Hmm. I would like a Sega Nomad. What did I get on Monday, Mary? You got yourself a Sega Nomad. Hells yeah. How'd this happen? Um, I'm not going to go into details, but I will say that apparently I say magical words, and we have magical elves that listen to the podcast. Whoa. So now I want a Turbo Duo, and I also want a 3DO with Way of the Warrior, and what else was good on 3DO? Maybe like the original Gex. So get to work, people. That's that. Yep. And I'd like... I don't know, around a 50-inch widescreen HDTV. With no, you can't go resolution. that high. Oh. You got to start low with the Nomad, okay. work your way up to a 3DO, and go All from All right. There. We need Fine. a Jaguar. Yeah, I know. And fight for life. Never mind. <laughs> Someone out there will know what fight for life is. Anyways, moving on to truly Dragon Ball stuff. Uh, something we've talked about in the past is, actually the last episode or so, we were mentioning how some of those Dragon Ball sets are maybe going out of print. We're having a tough time tracking them down. Oh, that's right. I did some massive catching up on things that were missing. Mary, we ordered that one set from Deep Discount, and then I went through, and I don't even know if I told you this. I ordered a bunch more stuff. Oh, no, you didn't tell oh, me boy. that. <laughs> uh, I filled in some holes. We, It's very apparent that we do not like this Season 1 box set, and I would rather... You know, the 4x3 thing is almost... I don't want to say irrelevant, but I like the other things like having the Mexican dub. And just just having, little things. Yeah, little things like that. And then having 4x3, yeah, that's really helpful. Not having it quote-unquote remastered in bad form. So I got the missing Ultimate Uncut Edition DVDs I was missing. Oh, good. So I can have the nine that they put out. Okay. I was only missing a couple of those. And then I also got just a couple random things here and there to fill in some holes. We have no room for this stuff. I'm aware of that. So we're going to have a bunch of stuff coming from Deep Discount the next week or so. I see. I'll look forward to it. So uh, that's that. And the only other stuff thing I have to say is when you win a contest at Daizenshu EX, don't tell Vegito EX to take his time in sending your prize because you're in Korea teaching children because then I'll never respond to you. So I'm going to get take, stuff. I want to take this opportunity to say I got your email and I'm totally going to send you your prize and like awesome extra stuff to go with it. But when you guys email me, don't say, oh, it's no big deal, blah, 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 because I'll never respond. 
<laughs> you have to say, bitch, give me my See, stuff now, I, fair and square. I can't seem to respond to my real life friends. And then it goes to like tier one internet friends that I almost never respond to. And then, it, yeah, like Julian. <laughs> No, I respond to you. Okay, fine. In fact, I initiate the conversation. And isn't you're Julian fine. a bit above room, tier I mean. one internet friend? Yeah, you're 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 not exactly internet friend. I mean, I'm in your apartment, so I guess that makes me a little bit. That's true. So um, <clears throat> I'm bad about responding to emails, so don't feel bad. But at the same time, don't say, "Oh, take your time." I think that wraps up the stuff. No, it so doesn't. What? What? You, what stuff you do you got? You got Playdia games? Oh my god, that's right. I totally forgot. I ordered, um, we only had the second Playdia game, and last week I said, you know what? I want the other one. So I got the first one, Uchu Hen, and I also got the Sailor Moon game. Which, with my non-existent hey, knowledge you and of I Japanese. both did good things together. Yeah, I was actually kind of wow. surprised at how much Japanese I remembered because we did some trivia questions. Right, and- the Sailor Moon game's not an FMV game like the Dragon Ball one. It's like all trivia questions. And like mini and- games and weird right. stuff like that. And there was a Journey to the West question. And the question was something like... It was like- an illustration of like characters from right. the story. And the question was... Which one is Sanzo? So I'm like, Sanzo, okay. See, my problem yeah. is that I, right, I read the Chinese. Well, I'm, I'm familiar with the Chinese names from the Anthony C.U. translation. So I don't know their Japanese <laughs> approximations. But we figured it out. We figured out, hey, it's the one that says kappa. Right, right. Well, that, that would be um, what Shaoqing. Exactly. That, that's that's the name I know. Okay. That's... I think that's it for stuff. Mm-hmm. We got to get on to the rest of the episode. So let's hit up the news. Julian? Yes. The name of the new DS game is... Haruka Naru Goku Densetsu. That's correct. And we now have the scores from Famitsu in Japan. Oh, we do, do we? We do, we do, then do, share. Do. Uh, we have scores of 6, 6, 7, and 8. That sounds about right for a game like that, yeah. I'd assume. I mean, it's, it's not too shabby. card-based, so I don't know. I, I'd be hard-pressed to um, really get excited about something like that. It's not really my thing. Right, so I think... That makes sense. Hmm. Good scores. Decent scores. For yeah, they're certainly not like, you know, ones. Right. So. Game comes out this week. We'll talk about that in the releases. So there's that bit of news. Other uh, Dragon Ball related news. We had a special appearance from a uh, a well-known old lady. <gasps> My grandma? Uh, she could be. She's real famous. I tell you. Y- your grandma's real famous? <laughs> yeah, for... <laughs> for doing Goku's voice? Oh, yeah. Doesn't you should hear it. You? Julian. Yes. So earlier this month, on yes. a certain program with girls and yes. you know, the whole Japanese thing, what happened? Well, this program, first of all, is called Hello Morning, which Hello. features the <clears throat> talent. <laughs> those, those are air quotes for you know radio <laughs> listeners. Of the Japanese idol group Morning Musume, uh, uh, comprised of a roughly baker's dozen of young Japanese girls who are selected by an agency to sing songs and basically look cute. And then they get kicked out when they reach, like, 16. But anyway, so they have this morning show where they do stuff, I guess. And as a guest, they had on none other than Masako Nozawa. Yay! Goku, Gohan, Goten, Bardock, Tades, etc. Yeah. Dr. Kureha. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, but uh, they had her on as a guest. みんなも一緒にファーってやるのよ。あ、やったやった。ね。はい。ね。はい。<笑> 
did one of the girls say something like, I didn't know that a woman... Yeah, it sounded like one of the girls said something to the effect of, I didn't know Goku was a woman. There was one girl that was wow. really, really excited. Yeah, oh, God, she was so funny. She was yeah. so into it, and she was floored, and she looked like she was in complete awe. Yeah, and they adorable. all did the Kamehameha pose, and they played the background music at the same time. So uh, the clip from the show you can find on various sites. We'll put up a link to uh, somewhere where you can see it. So that's cool stuff. She looks like a nice... A nice dignified old lady. Yeah, exactly. And her speaking voice, like, it sounds normal and it sounds like a woman, but you can so hear Goku's voice Yeah, in that's her. true. Well, Mayumi Tanaka is the same way. Yeah. Right. You hear her talk, she sounds like, you know, a nice Japanese lady, but you can also hear a little bit of Luffy, a little bit of Kuririn in there. The other bit of news we have is not quite Dragon Ball related, but it becomes more Dragon Ball related as it's explained. Ooh. We've mentioned Blue Dragon in the past. And that's the RPG that's on the Xbox 360 in Japan currently and coming out soon in the U.S. Now, we had mentioned in the past that Norio Wakamoto, who I splooge over from time to time, played Cell in Dragon Ball Z, and I guess GT if you want to count that, plays, I I believe it's the main villain of the game. Well, the cool shit is that I believe, and it was in one of those magazines like Game Inform or something like that, it was confirmed that the U.S. version will have selectable Japanese voices. Where to source your news, bud? Nice. Yeah, I think it was in game. I read it on tar in tar web. So, Therefore, so I'm supposed true. to believe you. <laughs> Make me believe, my friend. Make uh, me a believer. We'll, we'll find it somewhere. We'll link it in the show notes. I want a okay. publication and page number. All right. Well, regardless, that's really awesome. And then I looked up the cast for it, and there was another Dragon Ball veteran in the game. Ooh la la. Mm-hmm. We have Tesho Genda. Yep. And Julian, do you know who this individual was in Dragon Ball? I think he's voiced like. Shoe. Yep. And Bojack. Yep. And one more. Maybe Janemba. Janemba. Holy crap. Yep. Trivia for you. Yeah. So there's uh, two Dragon Ball veterans in the game. And with Toriyama involved as well. I mean, that's just like awesomeness right there. Yeah. It all fits together really well. Yeah, it's kind of quasi Dragon Ball. I mean, it's not exactly Dragon Quest, but it's got Dragon in the title. It's close to it. So, how'd hells they, yeah. How'd they manage to get through that without any copyright infringement and stuff anyway? But you can't Toriyama's the there, dragon. so... Okay, so they can use the word dragon. Right. Because <laughs> um, he owns the word dragon. Yes, Toriyama <laughs> owns the word dragon. And with that I bit believe of it at this point. <laughs> they're like, yes, it all makes sense now. <laughs> I think it's time to move it on into the topic, which has already been recorded, so... Um, Be still my beating heart. <laughs> <laughs> topic time! Oh. Today's topic will temporarily be the Merry and Mike show. That was it. Own theme song. Oh, I guess I can't exactly rip off a theme song, huh? I think every time I walk into a room, some awesome background music from Dragon Ball should start. That dun 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 dun. dun. Isn't that the music that goes with villains? I'm a villain. Well, yeah. Anyways, that's music related. We're here to talk about music. Always fantastic. I love music. I have always loved music. One of my earliest Dragon Ball sub-fandoms was music. And I think it's only appropriate that we talk about music on the show that is audio-based and it, it all fits in so nicely. Although this, unlike some of our other topics, is pretty readily available. That's true. We're going to sell you stuff on behalf of other people. Although maybe we won't sell you stuff. Depending that was vague. Depending on our reviews. Ah, good There was point. a quick recap. We got an email two or three months ago. <laughs> but we only answered it last week. Well, and we didn't even answer it. <laughs> right. 
from Damon who wanted to know about the 2005 versions of Makafushiki and Hedgehala that are on iTunes. And, you know, what do you think? What's up with those? Is there going to be anything else? And I said, next week, that being this week, we will answer your question and we will talk about all of the Dragon Ball related music that you can find on iTunes and purchase and listen to. So that's what we are here to do today. Huzzah! This all begins back in November of 2005. If you've been following Daizenshui X for a while, that was like a year and a half ago. That's pretty good. We made a little update when I found a fun little remix of Dan Dan Kokoro Hikare Teku, which is the opening theme to Dragon Ball GT. There's this remix on iTunes of it. Mm -hmm. And I checked it out and I said, hey, this is kind of cool. And I kind of left it at that for a year or so. Later on, I found these couple other remixes on iTunes of a couple more Japanese Dragon Ball songs. And then later on, there were those 2005 versions. So let's kind of go down the list of what you can find on iTunes. Now, why iTunes? Well, it, it's number one digital online music seller. I think it's up to number four or three in the U.S. for like pure music sales in general. Wowza. Which is kind of frightening. Now... I should say right off the bat, I very, very, very much hate DRM. Mary, I <laughs> You were swearing just a few minutes ago, I wish we were recording. Oh my god. <laughs> the words coming out of this boy's mouth over DRM makes a case for no DRM. I, I do think you should legally pay for music. I pay for so much music, it frightens me. But I do hate it when the DRM gets in the way off of iTunes. You know, I paid for the music, I paid for the computers paid for the iPod, everything was legally purchased, and it's telling me, this is not authorized to play. Please put in your password. Put in my password. You've successfully authorized your computer. This computer is not authorized to play. And then repeat three times. Yeah. Eventually, I got it all figured out. So just keep in mind, if you're going to download this music, yeah, it's the typical Apple DRM from iTunes that usually you don't run into any problems with. It's kind of seamless behind the scenes. Don't worry about it. But uh, in the case of moving between computers and hooking up iPods to different computers, maybe you'll run into some problems. Let's kind of take it back to what I was saying before and go down the list of everything you can find on iTunes that you should or should not check out. Let's start out with that remix of Don Don. This is by... I love you, exclamation point, project. I love you, project. <laughs> I love you so much, project. I'm going to download your music. After I first posted about this, I believe someone from their marketing team got in contact with me, and I didn't save the information. Oh, like swift. Like a moron. If I remember correctly, and this was a year and a half ago, they are based out of Germany. They're called Anime Records. That's, that's really all I know. If you look on iTunes, you can see they've put out three different CDs. They're all just, you know, their own trancey club versions of anime songs. Um, this CD in particular is Anipara Club Para Para Dance Number One. It's a lot of para. That's true. Also on here is Moonlight Densets. Ah. Ah, yes, indeed. Butterfly from TDR. Right. Uh, Fly Me to the Moon from Ava. White Reflection from Gundam. Oh my god, like that takes that me back. It does take you back. So there's some uh, good stuff on here, but let's talk about the Don Don remix. The first thing I immediately noticed when I heard the song, and you actually just mentioned this 
a couple minutes ago listening to it. No, who who's singing that? That doesn't sound like someone Japanese. Well, here's the thing: the pronunciation is, is good. Is good. Is just really deep compared to like what we know from the actual GT ending theme. So it's right. not simply the original vocals slapped on top of right. you know a dance beat. This is actually a, a new recording by someone. Right. My question was, who's the someone? Right. It's very distinctly not Japanese, but it sounds like it could be. It doesn't sound the typical American trying to sing Japanese. Maybe German works really well singing Japanese. Maybe they have that right emphasis on the syllables. Well, it doesn't matter about how they say the syllables because <laughs> they're just singing the song. So right. the song dictates how the syllables are said. So it's hard to mess up how you sing words. While you say that, there are some points in the song where they put the emphasis on a different syllable than it originally was in the Japanese song. Really? And from time to time, that tips me off that, oh, this isn't a Japanese singer. That's not to say it's bad. I really liked it. Mm -hmm. This is going to be one of the few remixes I actually suggest you check out. If only because it's just so unique. It is. I, I really like the remix. I like their pronunciation, but I think the singing is pretty bad. They sound really disinterested in, you know, doing this recording. They're like, and they're really deep and they Even sound really that's bored. true, I still kind of like it. I mean, I kind of <laughs> like it too. I mean, compared to all the other ones, it's up there. At first, this reminded me a lot. I don't know if you'll remember this. CD came out a long time ago. It was pink. It was called Anime Tunes. Yeah, I remember you bought that, and you said it was a steaming pile of shit. It was the most disappointing anime-related anime music purchase I've ever made in my life. At first, this song kind of reminded me of that very poor... Like, the songs didn't have a melody to them. They just had, like, this backing beat. Luckily, this song does pick up, and it doesn't stay just some kind of beat and lyrics. It actually feels like something. You just gotta let it kick in. Another thing I liked about this, and maybe it's a perspective thing, but this song hasn't been remixed that much. Mm-hmm. Like, as far as I can think of, there's a Zard re-recording of the song. Is that it? I don't know. I can't think of any other remixes. I'm sure I'm forgetting something. But unlike Head Chala, which has 20 bazillion remixes, some good, some bad, this is kind of a fresh take on the song, yep. which we never really hear. That's all there is for Dragon Ball from this group, I guess you would say. So now we're moving on to another series of two CDs. They are called, I, I think they're called, Moe Tora Anime Trance. The Moe part in front of it kind of scared me at first. <laughs> <laughs> However, they seem to be these just two CDs of trance versions of anime songs. Mm -hmm. Which, hey, that could be decent. There are four songs that they've done, two on the first CD and two on the second CD. We'll start off with the first CD. They are Chala Head Chala and We Got a Power. Kind of, you know, generic Dragon Ball choices. Yep, goes but, hand in hand. But those could be good. They do go hand in hand. Now, off the bat, like we said, contrastly with Don Don, these two songs of more Head Chala than We Got a Power have been remixed to death. Yeah, For lots definitely. of versions of them. So at this point, it takes a lot to impress me with a remix of these songs. Let's start it off with Head Chala. 
I guess I should say that all of the songs on these two CDs, they're under the same label and on the same CD, but they look like they're either remixed by different people or performed by different people. So there's kind of a little bit of variety here. So Head Chala is done by Uraken, U-R-A-K-E-N. And it's... It's all right. It's it's a generic Head Chala remix. The, the background music had no variety to it. That was the first I mean, thing I wrote in my notes here. I guess, you know... Due to the fact that it's trance, it kind of has to be. Yeah. So, I don't know. I've heard good trance before. This, this isn't it. <laughs> this isn't it. it. It was one of those things where they could slap any lyrics on top of it, and it could be any song. That was our main problem with um, that anime. The anime tune CD, exactly. Yeah. Like, this could be anything. Just slap We Get a Power lyrics on it, and it could be We Get a Power. It would have been nice if they had taken musical elements from the song itself. And I'll get to that with the next song. Okay. However, that's not this one. It just felt off. There's nothing in the musical arrangement that felt like Head Chala. It was, like I said, just the lyrics to Head Chala slapped over any kind of song. And also, it just kind of ends. There's no feeling throughout this entire song. I don't even know what else to say other than just, eh, it's another remix of Head Chala. Heard better. Mm -hmm. Jungle Fever still seems to be number one. (laughs) So let's play a few seconds of this, I guess. All right. Eh, vocals kind of suck, too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to We Got a Power. And contrastly, I guess will be my word for this episode. Contrastly. You were talking about musical elements from the song. Mm-hmm. This one actually did it. It's got those do-do-do-do-do-do mm-hmm. and da-da. And another one that it brought in there was just the do-do-do-do-do-do-do in the part where they're saying Dragon Ball Z. And that's the kind of thing I think you need in a remix to remind you what song it is and why you like that song in the first place. Right. It, it actually feels more like a remix instead of just like you said before, just you know, Dragon Ball lyrics slapped on top of a dance song. Right. It, it's still kind of a generic music kind of thing, but it's those elements of the song. That kind of set it apart, at least from the Hitchala remix. So, is this worthy of a purchase? Well, we'll get to that towards the end. Oh, okay. I, I got a list for you. Uh, and this one also had a less abrupt ending to it than Hitchala did, which is good. I like my songs to feel like they have some kind of um, cohesiveness to them. And I figure if this is part of a compilation CD of like dance songs, shouldn't they all have a ending that kind of lends itself no, to transition? No, this one's not a Mega Mix CD. Oh, it's not? Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Well, let's hear a couple seconds from this one. Unfortunately, that's a kind of crappy clip from the song because you don't get any of the vocals to it. But hey, Mm. we'll take what iTunes will give us legally for free. All right, there's two more songs we can talk about, and these are also from the Moetora Anime Trance series. This would be on disc two. We've got Makafushiki Adventure and Romantic Ayeru Yo. 
Yo, Makafushigi, another song that's had quite a bit of remixes. Some have been really awesome. Yeah, I think out of probably every Dragon Ball song ever, I think Makafushigi probably gets the best yeah. remixes. There's the Masaki Endo um, Anipada remix, which rocks. And there's the fucking anti-metal Any metal. <laughs> version. Hells yeah. So this one's got a lot to live up to. Now this is actually going to tie in with the 2005 versions because I was shocked when I started listening to this song. It's a remix of the 2005 version of Makafushiki Adventure. Mm -hmm. But it's not a remix from the CD single of the 2005 version of Makafushiki. That's confusing. If that makes sense. No. It's basically, they took the vocals, which is the original Hiroki Takahashi, and just made, like, a new musical background to it. Oh, okay. And that's what it is. So it's different than the other two we were just talking about, where they're new vocals. Mm -hmm. This is the original Japanese vocalist. And because of that, it feels more at home? Authentic? Uh, uh, yeah, that's the word. I don't know. Unfortunately, if you go back and listen to our original review way the hell a long time ago of the 2005 version of Makabushigi, um, he sounds very bored and there for a paycheck, and can't really sing anymore. So we really didn't like the 2005 uh, version of the song, but this one does a pretty decent job with it. Mm -hmm. I really like this one. It's kind of a funky and fun-sounding version of that song, with all these uh, like voice sample clips thrown in there, like, Hey, and come on! <laughs> <laughs> so they have nothing to do with Dragon Ball, they're just... <laughs> Let us there to spice things up to make up for the singer's board. Exactly. Now, I, I really like this one. I was thinking, is this my favorite one? It, it's weird. It has a lot of bad stuff to it, but there's just that funky feeling to the song that I really enjoyed. I don't think it's number one, though. I think the Endo remix is still my favorite. Because that one's just great. I don't have any other words to describe it. I like this one because compared to the other ones that we reviewed, this one seemed <laughs> to have a lot of variety to it and was more musically interesting. By comparison, I guess. By comparison, yeah. Alright, let's listen to a couple seconds of this song. Yeah, that's all you need to do. Throw that stuff into a Dragon Ball song. I'm sold. That's all you need. And then we get to the last one, the remix of Romantic. Um, sucks. I don't know. Really? It's just kind of there. It's long. There's nothing interesting to it. My notes for this literally say almost nothing to say about it. Just kind of there. And despite that, I kind of enjoyed it. Which makes no sense seeing as how those exact complaints that you just made I said about other songs that I didn't like, but I don't know, this one didn't bother me as much. No? I don't know why. Maybe because it was the last one. Maybe. <laughs> I think it's just that I like the song so much that I can forgive a bad remix. Is it that you picture Julian and myself singing the song? No, I, I didn't. Okay. Although now I'm picturing it and it makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I have to say about those five, I guess, not really iTunes exclusive remixes, but it's the easiest way you're going to find them. They're and certainly rare. Yeah, you, you just click and you get them. 
Real briefly, let's touch upon the 2005 versions of Hedgehala and Makafushiki. The American iTunes is indeed selling the CD singles that came out in 2005. They were called these 2005 versions, and it was the original singers of the songs, which were Hiroki Takahashi and Hironobu Kageyama, respectively. Took me a second, trying to picture names in my head. They just kind of redid their songs. We thought they were going to be cool, new, updated, like, rocking guitar versions. And they just kind of sound like middies. Yeah. Kind of sad. What a shame. Way the hell back on episode three of the podcast. I don't know if I can recommend listening to it because the show has evolved in character so much over the almost years at this point. That was December 4th, 2005, episode three. Julian and I reviewed the two 2005 versions. Our opinions are still valid, so I guess uh, you can listen to those. So I'm not going to go too much more in-depth about how we feel about those songs. You can listen to that episode for that info. What I will say is what appears in the American iTunes store. The Makafushigi CD single is there completely intact, all nine songs. There's the 2005 versions of Makafushigi, Mezase Tenkaichi, Dragon Ball Densetsu, and Aoki Tabibito Tachi. I don't say that one often, so it kind of <laughs> takes me a second to spit it out. And then uh, a remix of the 2005 version of Makafushigi. So all nine tracks are there, um, instrumentals of them, no problem. The only um, difference here is that the artwork is just a picture of the singer rather than the original Japanese cover art of Goku and everyone. There's no mention of Dragon Ball anywhere on this. So unless you know exactly what you're looking for, this might be kind of hard to stumble upon. Exactly. You specifically should look for, you know, Makafushigi or Hiroki Takahashi, that kind of stuff. Um, let's move over to the Hedchala 2005 version. This one is not fully intact. This is actually missing just one track, but it was kind of one of my favorite tracks on the CD, so that makes it a little bit sad. Which one? They are missing the Mobi Remake version. This is the one where it's Mobi and then... Lay and remix. So like the single Lay, because L and R in the middle. Moby remake. I'm Get so it? confused. Ah, uh, don't worry about it. Um, it was one of the remixes of the 2005 Hedgehala that was on there. That version you cannot get on the American iTunes Store, which is kind of sad. But present are the you know normal 2005 versions of Hedgehala. We got a power remixes of those two, and then the instrumentals of those two. So the six tracks are there. Let's talk prices for these things. The CD single for Hedgehala is five ninety four if you buy all six tracks, or it's 99 cents a song. Now, typical iTunes prices. For Makafushiki, it's five ninety nine for the nine tracks, or 99 cents individually. That one you do get all nine tracks that are originally there. And then there's the five songs we talked about before. So let's do some math on what you can get here. For a mere $17.87, you can get all of the songs we've talked about. That's five plus nine plus six. So it seems like better value than an actual CD purchase. It is, especially when you take shipping into consideration. You can burn the songs to CD. You know, you get your limited Apple DRM amount of burns and all that stuff. So it's not too bad of a deal if that's what you want to do. Uh, if you're not familiar with the way uh, Apple and iTunes works, you download a song. You can play it on up to five machines, I believe. You can burn it to CD up to five times, I believe. And it's encoded in Apple's uh, protected AAC format and I think the way they equate it is that their 128k AAC file is about approximate to 192k mp3 so the decent quality files you're not going to hear 
you know, any kind of quality loss. Good stuff. So 1787. Hey, Mary. Hey, Mike. Don't you owe me $5? Um, I am not aware of this. This I, is news to me. I think you owe me $5. And, Can I have it? And what makes you think this? Just play along. I don't have $5. All right, well, let's pretend you have $5. I'm rich. I have $5. And you're giving me the $5 that you owe me. I would not do that. But you play along. Oh, sure. <laughs> Here, Mike, have my $5. Great, thanks. I have $5 now. Hmm, maybe I'm going to go buy some music on the iTunes Music Store. Give it back my $5. No. Oh. Hmm, five. That number sounds familiar. Didn't we used to do something with the number five? Oh, right. Ah, you see where I'm going with I this? I see you, sly dog, you. Yes, I'm gonna take over your segment. Hey, only temporarily. That's true. Mary. Mike. Because that's how I would start it. I'm sorry, but I must do the Vegito EX $5 to spend on iTunes list. If you must. I must. You know, we haven't done the top five list in a while, and I was really listening to all these songs today, and I said it would be a great idea to just do a little top five list. If you had to pick five songs from this bunch to get, what should you get? Well, I've come up with five. So let's work it all out from five to one. I'm actually not sure about my numbers four and five, so let me figure it out. No, I think I'm good. Number five, I say get the 2005 version of Hedchala. Not the remix of the 2005 version, just a straight up 2005 version. It's actually used as the opening theme to Super DBZ. It's not too bad. It's, yeah. my, it's my least offending one on the top five list. Go any lower than number five and you start getting into songs I really don't care too much about. So there Fair you enough. go, number five. Number four, I say get the 2005 version of Dragonboru Densets. Which was, uh, it was actually used in the TV series one or two times. And it was also the closing theme to Dragon Ball Movie 3. And I just like the song, and that's why it's at number four. <laughs> now we get into the stuff that I'm actually enthusiastic about. Three through one. Number three, I say get the Mode Tora version of Makafushiki Adventure. This is the, it's the remix of the 2005 version of Makafushiki that's not on the 2005 version CD single. The one with a breakdown and... Dance and that kind of stuff. So it was the fourth one we reviewed. Uh, that is correct. Okay. Good. For those who are keeping score. <laughs> for those playing along at home, number four is number three. Now you just made it worse. <laughs> My goal is to confuse you. I'm always confused. Your tricks will not work on me. But if you're confused, haven't they worked? Shut up. Keep going. I win. Give me back number two. I say go with the I Love You project. <laughs> Version of Don Don. If only because it's weird. It's weird. Check it out. And, uh, yeah. Number one. This is something that I genuinely loved off the 2005 single, and it's the Yuki Nakano remix of We Got a Power. Yes. I actually listened to that in my car. Oh, my God. I'm a nerd. <laughs> I really like this remix. I think it's cool stuff. And if you haven't heard it, here's a little clip from it. stuff. So cool. I think at some point you wanted to make a video to it, didn't we? Yeah, we'll see. It'll be years from now. Effort. Yeah. Time. Boo. Video game's better. No. 
Sleeping better. <laughs> Sleeping better. Well, Mary, thank you for allowing me to temporarily hijack your temporarily sidetracked top five list topic segment. That's quite thank- all right. You'll be back soon, I think, though. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I kind of miss it, and I think other people miss it, probably. Yeah. And I'm ready to get my wacky antics on again. Right. If you guys would like to hear the top five lists again in the near future, send us an email with any kind of ideas you have for top five lists, and uh, just send them on over to the podcast at DizeyX.com account, and cool stuff. And now I think it's time to return the microphone to Julian. Yes, thank you, Mike. You're welcome. For so rudely shooing me away like that. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't really go anywhere. It's only a couple seconds later. Yes, I know. All Still. right. It is time now with Julian for the releases. That's right. And it would be nice if I could see the screen over there. Yeah, you don't need to. I'll tell you what's on. Okay. We've actually been very bad, but I also think the audience has been very bad. <gasps> Because they never reminded us until just now. Oh, yeah. I saw that on the forum. So bad on everyone that listens to the show for not telling me. The problem is that I don't own a PSP, so it never even occurred to me that I've talked about this in the past and that it's actually out. Two things coming out this week. What? One in Japan, one in the US, one on the DS, one on the PSP. Oh, my. First thing we've mentioned coming out on the DS this Wednesday, the 21st in Japan. Actually, I think it comes out... Thursday, but it ships Wednesday. Julian, again, say it for us, because you say it so okay. swell. Haruka naro Goku then sits. Hells, yeah. Roughly that is distant Goku legend. Distant Goku legend. Basically. Yeah. That is, uh, like we said, DS game. It is an RPG-esque game, kind of a card-based battle system. It's uh, just under 50 bucks on Play Asia. So cool stuff there. Comes out later this spring in the U.S., But over here in the U.S., coming out this week, and that would be Shipping Tuesday out on Wednesday, the 21st. Mary? That would be Shin Budokai for the PSP. Shin Budokai, another road. Oh, another road. Well, it's called Shin Budokai 2 in Japan, which is kind of strange. But yes, Shin Budokai, another road is the sequel to the first Shin Budokai on the PSP, which was a fighting game that used the Budokai 3 engine from the PS2. Wow, that's complicated. It is. <laughs> so that's out this week, and um, it's got a story mode that focuses on trunks and some kind of funny timeline and huh. stuff like that. I'm sure I people will be talking about it on the forum. Mm. Now, I don't own a PSP, so we're going to have to get someone to come on and talk about it on the show with us. So uh, let's get cracking on that. Good plan. There's your incentive, people. Cool. And uh, I think that's it for releases. And that inherently means it is time for emails. Emails. Our first email comes to us from Witch Hunter Radagast. Radagast. Wow. So a Witch Hunter Robin reference and a Lord of the Rings reference. See, I didn't get the latter half yes. there. You, sir, are a certified nerd. <laughs> nerd. <laughs> but we love you because you're listening to a Dragon Ball podcast. So. And I knew what those references were. Oh, okay. That makes you the nerd. And it makes me quasi-okay. Chirp. No. Anyways, we're going to say WHR says, and I'm actually paraphrasing this from a longer email because there are a couple questions in there. Hello, Dyson X crew. I just recently found your podcast on Dig. Hells yeah. And I was glad to hear you've not only managed to do so many episodes thus far on the subject, but even got a good reception there. Congrats. Oh, yes. Thanks. How do you recommend starting a Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z manga and or anime collection if you're in the USA? Ah, good question. 
Perhaps the store I was at was overcharging, but I remember seeing some DVD collections with action figure pack-ins that didn't seem to justify the price to me. I'd also like to not get burned on new editions coming out with extra features, similar to the extended editions of Lord of the Rings. Ah, oh, see, there you go. <laughs> For the manga, I've heard some of your opinions on Viz. Are they the only company distributing the translated manga in North America? Well, as a matter of fact, that would be the case in terms of the manga. Right. Because Viz owns the license for North America, and I believe they also license that license out to somebody who publishes it in Great Britain. Right. But anyway, that's the only version of the translated manga that you're going to find in the U.S., and I think it's the only English version of the manga that exists in general. If this were Kodansha we were talking about uh, instead of Shueisha, then mm-hmm. maybe there would be like a an English learner's edition with you know, Japanese and English side by side, but that kind of thing doesn't exist for jump nah. manga. Should you get it? I mean, let's, let's take the manga half. Right. Like you've already started, cause it's kind of the easiest one. Should you get it? If you're going to get anything, I would always flip open the cover and see if you can get like the first print run of things mm. in the Shonen Jump edition version. Right. Cause we have this convoluted history, just like the TV series, with the manga where it started in the monthly versions, moved to the like large size graphic novels, oh, yeah. and then they restarted again when Shonen Jump came out over here with the Shonen Jump smaller size, Tonkabon size kind of yeah. things. So I would say, and you pretty much can't really find those bigger ones anymore, right. unless they're in old bookstores, get the small Shonen Jump ones, flip open the cover, see if you can get a first print run. If not, I mean, there's going to be a couple things here and there, maybe some dialogue, maybe some boobies covered. <laughs> Um, Julian, I would say the majority of the original Dragon Ball 1 through 16, that's pretty decently done. Yeah, um, and especially if you find like the original printings with the slightly older style, not the current uh, Viz logo, which is kind of a big square, but the one that looks like a... Right. I don't know, like an open book. Yeah. Um, that one for especially the first 16 volumes, you're going to find pretty much no censorship. Yeah. It's fine. Good stuff there. Uh, once you get into Z, there's going to be some censorship, but it's pretty obvious. You know, I actually only own 1 through 12 of the Viz release, because once you get up to the Cell era, that's when stuff really started you know, oh, hitting yeah. the fan over there. Yeah. Once... um. The, the H word and they really started censoring some dialogue and really censoring artwork and stuff. Yeah. So up until around Trunks, more or less, you're going to be okay. Because that was before they started printing it in Shonen Jump even. Yeah, that's right. So that stuff's going to be all right. After that, I wouldn't say we don't recommend it, but... But if the stuff doesn't bother you, then... Yeah. You know, if you don't mind a little bit of editing, then... If you can just, you know, substitute the H word as you're going along with, you know, Satan, that's fine. And there's a couple other little things that aren't wrong, but we disagree with for the most part. Like little, little weird translation quirks and stuff like that. Yeah. Overall, it, I guess it's been treated better than the TV series. Mm. Well, let's get to the TV series. This is even more convoluted. Oh, and yes. I think Funimation's treatment of the TV series has prevented a lot of people from getting into the show because you can't just watch it beginning to end. I mean, starting it, now you kind of can, but then you, you get into the whole issue sort of, of how much does the change changes that they make changes bother you. Changes in consistency and all that stuff. I hate to recommend the DVD guide on Daizenshu EX, but at the same time, it's going to explain everything about all of the seasons, what's been done to them. You can at least get, you know, episode numbers, counts for the discs, show you what order to watch things in, because they've released everything out of cycle. Um... How else can we answer that question? I don't know. I think that's probably the best we're going to do. <laughs> if there's anything specific, by all means, let us know. We'll try to answer it. Post on the forum. Send us an email. Send another email to the podcast. 
uh, more than happy to help you out. So that wraps up that one? I think so. All right, let's move on to the next email. The next email comes to us from Dana, an old friend of, I guess, us here at Dizenshuex by extension, Mary. Oh, really? It's that Dana? Yeah, it's that Dana. Awesome. Good stuff. Dana says, I've recently had a boring project at work, so I've been catching up on the Dizenshu EX podcasts. Always a good thing to do. Saving boredom one year at a time. I can't remember what number it was. I can't either. Don't worry about it. But there was one episode where y'all talked about cells regeneration and how he points to his head when he talks about it, but can still regenerate when his head gets blown off, etc. I think I might have an answer for you. In Japan, people often point to their faces when they refer to themselves, much as Americans point to their chests. It's the nose. Well, here we go. I will always remember this because when I lived in Japan, my host mother used to tap her nose, and this really confused me at first. So, cell was probably just referring to himself in general, not specifically his head. Hope that clears something up for you. I love your websites and really appreciate you being around all these years. Keep up the good work. P.S. Y'all should have Scott Melzer on again because he's awesome. Yes. <laughs> he well, is. I guess when he has something cool to talk about, he'll be back. We'll make him have right. something cool That's to talk right. about. Well, here's going to be our answer for this. I've copied down dialogue from the show. Dialogue and the two points that affect the answer to this. One is after Goku blows off the entire upper portion of Cell, and then later when Cell has teleported back to Earth and is explaining, I guess, what's happened. Now, mm-hmm. this first bit of dialogue after Goku blows him off with the Kamehameha, it's really not interesting and not much is said there. In fact, Goku says, come to think of it, you can regenerate yourself, huh? And Cell says, that's correct, just like Piccolo. To which Piccolo responds, that dirty bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and like, that's really all there is to it right then. But what comes in episode 189 is when it gets kind of interesting here. And I, I can't really do a Norio Wakamoto impression. So don't try. So I won't try, right. Cell says, very well, I'll explain it to you. This turned out to be a fortunate miscalculation even for me. Inside my head, there was a small lump. Uh, Cell had cancer? <laughs> it's a tumor. Ah. <laughs> it's not a tumor. Ahem. <clears throat> This is what serves as my nucleus. As long as that is not destroyed, this body can continue to regenerate itself. When I blew up, as luck would have it, my nucleus survived uninjured. To be honest, I did not figure on regenerating. I just got lucky. What was even more joyful to me was that my body regenerated in its perfect form, even without number 18. And it wasn't my ordinary perfect form. Like Son Gohan, it had become greatly powered up. This is probably because, as I was rescued from the brink of death, my Saiyajin cells allowed my power to greatly increase. Moreover, I was able to study Son Goku's Shunkanido. In short, I was able to return here even more perfect than before. It seems that Son Goku, rather than defeating me, has instead given me several presents. That's a mouthful. So, what the core of this really is, is that, yeah, he's pointing to his head. <laughs> core. But he's... Yeah, yeah that's a joke. <laughs> he's specifically saying the nucleus inside of his head. That's where it is. That's what the dealio is. And as long as that's okay, he's cool. So, so the contradiction really is that Goku blew, you know, everything from like the waist up away, and he was still able to regenerate just nine episodes earlier. So it's another case of Toriyama didn't really think Making things, things up through. as they go along. Yeah, pretty much. And then um, in episode 190, Cell's kind of re-explaining everything. Like, copy down this dialogue, but there's really nothing additional that helps explain anything. He's just talking more about the Saiyajin power-up after, you know, brink of death. And uh, what a miscalculation, but it was great. Worked out for me in the end. Uh, <laughs> I'm so great. So um, is there anything else to say about it? I mean, it's pretty explicitly just one of those within the span of a dozen episodes. Not major uh, inconsistency, but... Something that people have always noticed. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
That it? Cool. Pretty much. All right. We got one more email, and this comes to us from Ryan. And uh, before we read this email, actually, I have a question for you, Julian. Yeah. When I say something like, do you know what I'm talking about when I say it's over 9,000? Vaguely. Do you know what it refers to? Isn't it? I don't know. There's some stupid internet meme going around. Uh, <laughs> I think it's the the old Saban dub with Brian Drummond as Vegeta right. with some weird Before inflection. we get any further, Mary, I asked you this question the other day. That's right. What did you say to me? I said, oh, you mean the scene? Right. Like the scene originally of the dub with Brian Drummond saying the line, it's over 9,000. Right. Like I thought, oh, okay, what is that scene? Yeah, I've, I've read people talking about that online. I guess, you know... When people think of Dragon Ball in America, they might remember that scene as being particularly good. So I've seen that quoted around a lot. That was what I thought. That's exactly what I thought, too. Now, let's read Ryan's email, and then we'll kind of take it back to where we had just left it. Ryan says, Hi, I love the podcast and keep up the good work. I just wanted to know how everybody feels about the video over 9,000, or whatever it's called, by Kajeo Kajetokun, I I don't know, on YouTube. It has become very popular and might have even helped the remastered box set get some sales, with Cross-Eyed Vegeta and the over 900 minutes of uncut action on the cover, making it more appealing to anyone who likes the video. For even Funimation to recognize this, even if you don't like the video and think it's the most moronic thing someone can like, you can't deny its popularity. Now, a couple weeks ago in the forum, I think it was actually about a month ago, I saw people talking about this too. And Mary, just like you said, my impression was, oh yeah, the scene. My thoughts were that people were like just now discovering how awesome Brian Drummond was back then and how his streams had like tons of emotion and he just got that anger of Vegeta across so well. I had no idea there was this video that people were watching. So the question of, or the statement of you can't deny its popularity, I would actually argue against that. You have Vegito EX here. I've been running a Dragon Ball site since January 1998. (gasps) And I've been into the show since, like, 96. Mary, you've been into the show since 95. Mm -hmm. You've been running a site as long as I have. And we got Julian, who kind of knew what was being talked about. Mm -hmm. He's waving to me. So... How, I mean, how do we explain this? We're very different types of people than I think the people who are watching and enjoying this clip are. Oh, B-tards. I mean, um, people posting on internet forums. Is that a phrase? Um, it refers to people, I believe, what is it called? I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about. But this is good because it yeah. ties into the, the problem at hand, which is yeah. we're aged out of the group of yeah. people that find these clips, enjoy these clips, and make jokes around these clips, whereas we simply don't know they exist because we don't actively seek them out. Right. And so, when people talk about them in a public forum, we have no idea what they're talking about. And so, you know what? We yeah. don't have it in us to research what the hell they're talking about. Because frankly, yeah. we don't care. So <laughs> to start off with, there's a, a forum in Japan called Nichaneru, or 2CH is abbreviated, uh-huh. abbreviated as, which is kind of a all-purpose text forum, which... Uh-huh. is where Japanese people go to be idiots on the internet, basically. Oh, okay. And it has a ton of inside jokes is this and weird culture that things. Is 4chan thing? Yeah, and the, the American That's all version I know is about that is same the name thing. Of it. And there's just... It's probably shocking people to hear. Like, I have no idea what yeah, this stuff is. There's, like, tons of different forums with craziness and who knows. But it has kind of its own weird, incomprehensible culture and inside right. jokes and memes. I hate... Internet culture. <laughs> oh, God, me too. I hate it when internet culture becomes a part of con culture. Yeah. I think we've talked about this before. Yes, we have. 
Sorry. It's like the owls with the. Oh, really? really? I, I've seen that. And I'm like, I don't what get it. Is that? It's like, I don't is that, get it. I don't Is care. that funny? Even before this, like years ago on the internet, I've always hated it when people respond to a forum post with a picture? With a picture that just says some phrase. Like, that's not contributing anything. Are we just sounding like old and cranky? Yes, we are old and cranky. I see what you did there. <laughs> I get it. You're being clever and making an internet joke. You're too cool for school, man. <laughs> like, that's that's just how I see it. I don't know. Let, let's bring it back to this Dragon Ball clip. So, you know, we're big Dragon Ball fans. We've never heard of this. <sighs> I think it just comes down to the fact that we're not into this sort of thing, which is ironic because we do make fan parodies. Exactly. But just kind of more in the old school sense in that, you know, we make it with a group of people not necessarily to put online and become a big internet phenomenon. We just do it for fun. Whereas I, I think clips like this exist for the sole purpose of throwing up on YouTube and getting, you know, hundreds of thousands I'm, of people I'm quoting a phrase. I'm this to be a viral video. Exactly. Kind of thing. Yeah. So I, I just don't think that's that's a goal or an interest of ours. And that's not to say that's inherently a bad oh, thing. Oh, no, no. I think we're it's just, just I don't, too old. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. I, I watched the video. Okay. I didn't really find it funny. You know, in the topic, we were talking about songs, and you can take any kind of techno beat, throw any lyrics over it, and voila, you have like a Dragon Ball remix. You have remix. a Dragon Ball 2005 remix. All right. right. Awesome. Wait, no. With this video, I'm like, I could take any funny, amusing, recognizable line of dialogue from anything, and it would be the exact same effect. So is the talent in finding the right... I think, Sound bite. You know what? I think there is a little bit, I don't want to say talent, but I think a lot of the work, you know, does depend on what kind of scene you find. Yeah, absolutely. There's something. So I think that's the joke. You, yeah. know, you found a good scene. Right, right. And that's what's funny about it. And it's memorable. Yeah. And people associate it with, like, that era of the show and their memories of the well, show. Well, that's why I was so confused. Exactly. Because I'm like, all right, it powers over 9,000. My, my thoughts were exactly, oh, people just now discovered how awesome Brian Drummond was. We've always talked about the, you won't escape my wrath line. Like, that's what we point to when we say, this is why we have fond memories of this dub for, like, these particular reasons. And that's what I thought they were talking about. Right. And Especially it turns since out I saw it quoted all over the place, like recently, I figured, right. oh, maybe people, you know, there's, maybe they like me discovering their old recordings off the TV. But, right, right. You know, how would I know that, you know, it's all just a video that they're talking about? Uh-huh. The other thing I want to address is, did it impact Funimation and their marketing and their design in some way? So I have a couple of dates for you here. Ooh, research. The first note we ever had of season one coming out, this remastered box set, was May 2006. That was almost a year ago. It was a long time ago. Now, I don't know if this clip was made before it was posted on YouTube, but with this artist's name and this account, this video was posted in October 2006. We had the cover art from season one in May. It was yellow instead of orange, but it was that same shot of Vegeta. Okay, so I think that clearly proves there is no correlation. Well, this person could have made the clip before October. Could it, have, it, but not enough to make an impact in any way of right. Funimation finding out about it. Because nothing's popular until you put it on YouTube. Exactly. All <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Of but from what I understand, Chris Saba is actually familiar with it and like made some reference to references to it at places oh, or dear. whatever. And did the <laughs> over nine hundred minutes of action is that like a reference to this? I think people are trying to say, is this another I'm the juggernaut bitch thing? Like, it was that well-referenced? I don't think it's at that level. I think they're just saying it's over 900 minutes. 
because because it, it is. is. <laughs> I think people are trying to see what they want to see. Reading into it a little too yeah. much. I don't know. So do we have any final thoughts on this? I mean, I'm not – I hate to use the word inherently again, but I'm not inherently against these kind of flips. I didn't find this funny. I can see why people probably 10 years younger than me would find this funny because they're part of that internet culture and internet generation. Right. That has been like – they don't remember a time That's before YouTube That's not to YouTube say that we're, we're not, but our internet's different from – other people's internet. Yeah. Because they do, you know, they did grow up with these sites. And wow. I don't want to say we worked harder to, you know, view and use and make the sites that we made. Like, God, do you remember mm. fighting just to, like, host right. video clips without oh, killing yeah. bandwidth? Oh, yeah. People take their video clips for granted nowadays. Oh, I know. Right. Like, so it's kind of hard video, to understand. Viral videos, I'm thinking, remember Tokyo Breakfast? Yeah. That thing lasted for months and months and months. Because there wasn't YouTube. Right. Like when you found a viral video, you know what? I think I'm stealing that from Geek Nights. Oops. That exact example. <laughs> but it's true. Because I think we were all in college at the exact same time when this came out. But that's just how I equate it. So uh, long story short, I'm apparently John C. Dvorak and I'm cranky and I think everything is lame. <clears throat> and who does that make Mary? Why, just the other day, a staffer sent me an internet, and, and I didn't get it until today. Oh, Julian. It's not a big truck. It's a series of tubes. <laughs> yeah, I get it. You're telling that joke about that guy who said that thing. Right. Well, I, I'm making myself you out to be older. You made an internet joke. Yes. I get it now. You right. get the internet? I, no, Do I don't. Do you get it? Finally? I don't get the internet, and the internet does not get me. And wow. I think that's the conclusion we have drawn from this discussion. The email was almost a topic in and of itself. That's <laughs> yes. okay. It was a topic about Rats. the internet and viral video. Yeah. I think I, it's I very care. interesting. Let's uh, wrap this up because it's getting late and we still have cool stuff to do before Julian leaves in the morning. What? Hi. Did you have something to say or are you just waving to me? No, I'm just being excited. Oh, okay. <laughs> so um, I guess we're going to wrap up the episode. Okay. Let's do it. Oh, we should say if you guys want to send us emails and just have us say that we're old and cranky, send your emails to podcast at dizex.com. You have top five lists. You have questions. You have comments. Um, rants. Rants. Uh, I think that's it. Okay. Podcast at DiceX.com. That's true. True. So let's wrap it up for good this time. All right. Uh, coming up in two weeks, I think we're going to have volume three of the segment we still don't have a name for. I thought we settled on a name. M- manga review of awesomeness. I don't know. Was it on the forum? Works for me. I thought I saw it on the forum. That I was don't funny. remember. If you have ideas for it, that's where we go every month. The first week of every month, we're going with another volume of the Tunkabone graphic novel. We're reviewing it and seeing what we thought about it. Julian, will you finally be in on one of these? Hopefully. That would be awesome. Cool. Because we always run into a Japanese reference, especially early on in Dragon Ball. With all the cultural stuff. And we're like, I kind of know it, but Julian would do a better job. So cool stuff. We look forward to that. All right. Next week uh, will just be a regular episode. And then the week after that will be the manga. We've got reviews coming up. We've got game reviews coming up. We've got CD reviews coming up. I actually think about doing an episode where I review the two Playdate games now that I own both of them. Good idea. Seeing what some of the new footage is. And I mentioned this um, elsewhere, but my favorite scene in the first game is you're Gohan and you're in a pyramid and you have a left, a middle, and a right. If you go down the middle, you come to this treasure room, and Oolong is laying there in an open treasure chest, throwing money up in the air, and just rolling around in it, and he's like, I got money. 
And I guess I'll talk more about that later when I review the actual games. Oh, dear. <laughs> cool stuff. So let's say goodbye to Mary because she lives here. Yeah. Bye. Bye, Mary. Mary. I'll go lock myself up in the closet and then I'll come out again. With I'll come kitties. out of the closet for you all. Come out of the closet with the kitties? <laughs> Oh, yeah, dear. sure. Mary, people can find you online at? At Temple O Trunks, the Trunks fan site. Yes. That can be found at www.templeotrunks.com. That is true. Then no, it's false. Here, is it not really there? No, it's there. I'm going to replace your homepage with my homepage. Good, because I need a uh, April Fool's joke. <laughs> Let's get on that. Shh. Julian. Yes. Hello. Hello. And I guess we'll say goodbye. And goodbye. Uh, Julian, you and I can be found online at the Daisenshu of the E to the motherfucking X. Where do you find it? You can find that at HTTP. Wait. Yes. Let's start that again. You can type that in too if you want. <laughs> Shush. <laughs> you can be <laughs> finding us at HTTP colon slash slash www.daizex.com. That's Dizex.com. You're finding us at the HPP. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> On the internet. Shooting Julian's job opportunities <laughs> in the foot since Your secretary will deliver the uh, HPP to your whatever. FTP. All right. Senator Stevens, did you hear that? No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. We will be back next week. So until then, for Mary and for Julian, I am Mike Labrie, Vegito EX, and... I've become content with this life that I lead, where I drink too much and don't believe in much of anything. Let's test it again. I am talking, 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 Mary. Mikey. Hello, Julian, Julian, Julian. You're listening to WDZX. The Dizzy X Station. I'm your host, Julian, and li- to, uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm not a DJ. <laughs> I'm just playing on a podcast. I'm playing on the internet. <laughs>